We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Howdy, folks. Uh... You're probably oh boy <laughs> you're probably wondering why we're going right into talking and there's no music um that's because oh geez <laughs> things are a little different this week we are uh i'm jimmy that's dan hello everybody <laughs> um we are recording Hola. this segment on a tuesday we recorded the rest of our episode on monday night because of some scheduling conflicts that was going to make recording on tuesday a little bit difficult um as you will listen, you will know that we say, because we recorded on Monday, crazy things will probably happen on Tuesday. And they did. So, uh... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Imagine that. That's, it's really, it's because of us that Peter decided to make these moves on Tuesday. So, yeah. I, I mean, so here's a little prologue for you. I mean, we're <laughs> back. We, we got The people demanded that we do something, and we made it work. We did. We, uh... You know, it's a, it's a little later than normal. We had some stuff going on, but we are here. We're going to talk about these moves that happened on Tuesday. And then uh, once we're done, we will send yep. you into the episode as normal. You're going to hear a couple things that probably don't make sense good anymore. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, that's how it goes. So, um, whirlwind recap. Uh, Sporting KC made a couple of roster moves on Tuesday. Holy uh, crap. <laughs> the first is uh, we signed a Hungarian defender because we need all the Hungarians. Shocker. Um, I don't know how Give you... Give us all the Hungarians. Yeah. I don't know how you say this guy's name. I'm going to butcher it. Uh, Botond Barath. Um, ah, Balthazar. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds... I don't know. He sounds like a Pokemon. I, I mean, I was going to say, uh, yeah, it sounded like one of those, like, Eastern European street fighter characters or something. Like, yeah. Um, Breaking Benjamin. That's his name. <laughs> I just imagine he's in like a street fighting video game. He's got like knives coming out of his forearms and like, I don't know. Oh um, yeah. That was a uh, ba- Baca, whatever his Baraka. name is. That's what it was. Baraka. That's what he reminds me of. Um, that's who this is. Benjamin Baraka. Yep. That's his name. Um, I don't know. They do. Hey, they break it down phonetically though. So if you want to be real, real cool, it's actually Botond Boroth. Botan Boroth. Okay. Well, there you go. Yep. And the emphasis is on the bow and the boar. Yeah. I so, mean, it, it usually is. Uh, so we're just going to call him Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who is that? Who the hell is Benjamin Bratt? What is that? I, I, I do not know a Benj. I know a Chris Pratt. I don't know a Benjamin Bratt. Uh, Ah, Benjamin Button. That's who we'll call him. 
Ben Benjamin Button. Um, well, it's you know it kind of fits because he they claim he's twenty six. He looks older than twenty six. Um, well, that's just a bald person thing. He also shout out to whoever said this on Twitter. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but he looks like Jake Yodrich. Um, Does a little like Jake Yodrich? Yeah, but uh, former SKC sideline reporter Jake Yodrich. But uh, he's back in the game. Botan, he's a, he's a 26-year-old defender. Apparently, he mostly plays center back. He can also play left back or right back, according to Transfer Market. Got him on a free transfer from... Uh, That's always good. Yeah, he uh, he comes over from uh, Hungary, where he spent his entire professional career with Budapest Honved FC. Um, Sounds fancy. Made 213 first-team appearances since 2009. Um, he's earned some... Uh, the first or here in three caps for the the Hungarians men's national team, so uh, he's very familiar with Christian Namath and Daniel Shalloway, I'm sure. So, uh, oh, they're definitely we, all best buds. They know each other. Yeah, we got a defender. Um, there are rumors that people were starting to wonder: Does this mean Ike's leaving? Somebody said the Fire were interested in trading for him. Apparently, a Fire reporter mentioned that. I don't know, but uh. I don't know. Do you think uh, that this Botan guy is a, is a replacement for Ike, or are you looking at this more as a depth signing, considering Amr Didich is gone, um, Emiliano uh, Moore is gone? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I didn't I didn't know about that Didich thing um, till today. Of course, when when you put it out there on the pod, I, I had no idea. So that's crazy. Uh, I thought Didich was going to be around for a while, but apparently not. Yeah, we declined the option on uh, on his contract. So. Oh, like recently or or yeah, this off initially. Season. Oh, this okay. I must have missed yeah. that. Ahead well, of the waiver draft. I don't. Do I even follow, follow soccer? I don't know. What is this? What <laughs> podcast around soccer, bro? I don't we even soccer, the, man. Uh, the movie podcast because that's what I don't we even want to be about. here. We're not talking you know? about soccer. <laughs> I don't even want to be here right now. Uh, so <laughs> no, man. I think your knee jerk <laughs> your knee jerk reaction is shit. So Ike's really going to go like that makes sense. But you, you also want to think, let's calm down, dude. Didn't, didn't Sam McDowell say no player is going to play 34 games this year. And to that, I say bullshit, sir. Ever heard of a man named Ilya Sanchez? He'll play every <laughs> goddamn game. <laughs> um, well, that might be true. If anybody could do it, it would be Ilya. Um, but this is a depth signing, right? Yeah. So yeah, that he, he said that he rotating. actually, he he said that in a in a thread I was in today because I was trying to tell people calm down. This doesn't necessarily mean Ike's leaving. You got to think about it. We got CCL starting in February, and we expect to to advance in CCL. Uh, you got the U.S. Open Cup as always in the middle of the summer, and you got the new shortened compressed regular season schedule that's going to have more midweek games. There is going to be a lot more games in a shorter period of time, and. Uh, Peter that Vermees sucks, always though. says, yeah, that's, I hate that because it's going to be like, Oh, we're going to be in Portland, uh, on a Wednesday. And now I'm going to be up till 11, 11 PM watching a damn soccer game. You're going to go from Portland on a Wednesday to Costa Rica on a Saturday to New York city on a next Wednesday. I mean, it's going to be a lot of travel. Oh <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna uh, get crazy. It's going to, it's going to be a lot. Um, but Peter always says he likes to have two sets of starting caliber uh, players. 
And he also said that he has no intention of trading Ike. Every player always wants more money. And that's how it is. So, I don't know. I don't personally look at Botan coming in and being like, sorry, Ike, uh, we're trading you, you're out. I think this is like like Sam kind of said, um, and I had been thinking this before I read it from Sam too. This is a depth signing. This is a guy who's not going to, he's probably not ready to come in and, and start right away next to someone like Beasler. I think Beasler and Andrew Fontas and Ike are going to rotate a lot more this year. And I know some people are concerned about rotation along the back line, but That's tough. it's going to it's going to have to happen this year. It's just not going to be a thing where Beasler and Ike can play all 34 games plus U.S. Open Cup plus CCL plus all those midweek games that we have now. It's just not going to happen. Well, if you're thinking we got the team to really run through every competition this year, I mean, we kind of do. We kind of do. Yeah, we're building some depth at nearly every position except center forward. Um which uh, I guess is as good of a transition as any oh, God. to the big move, which is the one that really prompted us to record this special little bonus prologue. Um, mm-hmm. No offense to Botan. I think we like you, but we weren't going yeah. we, we weren't going to record a special podcast episode segment just for Botan. Um, and then what Raton. <laughs> What some people might think is uh, the unthinkable happened. Um, Sporting Casey traded away striker Diego Rubio, who was arguably Sporting Casey's best striker this year, to uh, Colorado Rapids. Um, we did oh get my back. God, God help him. We got back midfielder Kellen Rowe from uh, from the Colorado uh, Rapids. Uh, I'm intrigued and. $300,000 in allocation money um, split a lot of $100,000 in TAM and $200,000 in GAM. Uh, I think Edgar Castillo also went to, um, excuse me, we got Kellen Rowe from the Revs. Edgar Castillo went from the Rapids to New England, and then we got Kellen Rowe from the Revs and money from both the Rapids and the Revs, I think is how it broke down. Um, yeah, it's weird. They didn't really say that in the release. They basically said we got it all from Colorado. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, uh, so I'm pretty sure Colorado got Kellen Rowe and then immediately sent him to us. That, that could be how it is. It's it, technically three teams were involved. The sporting release doesn't make it yeah. clear. I think Sam Stashkill from MLS kind of tweeted out how it all went and, and Sam McDowell might've done it too, but so, in some way right. revs and the rapids and sporting KC were all involved. We end up with Kellen Rowe and three hundred thousand dollars, and are the we, Rapids are we crying? end up with Diego Rubio. Is anyone I don't know. crying out there? Uh, well, yes, I can tell you that because of our mentions. Um, yeah, there are some people who are not happy, and I get it. Diego Rubio, I mean, he kind of built, ironically, he had some promise. a promise, a following for himself after people before the season were super pissed at the idea of him being the potential permanent starter. Now they're sad right. to see him. And go. then he comes off the bench and does and makes things happen. I don't yeah. know, man. I uh, this scares me. But that I'm, just means it's Namath time, huh? Well, yeah. For, so we're gonna get into that here in a second. I did want to give a shout out to our, our guy, poor Kyle Orenberg. Uh big oh boy. Big, big Diego Rubio fan. Um he just tweeted a, a gif at us of Michael Scott just like staring blankly ahead, looking incredibly <laughs> pissed off. Um, 
this doesn't feel like the Dom trade. When that happened, I think I was just like, what just happened? And I, I was crushed. I was so sad. But this does not feel like that at all. No. So Kellen Rowe, he's a 26-year-old midfielder. Um, I like him. Always liked him. Very handsome man. Reminds me of myself. He is a good-looking man, quite like uh, quite oh, like you. Dan. Uh, <laughs> he's been around um, since uh, 2012. He spent his entire career with the New England Revolution. Um, he's been a poor regu- son of a bitch. <laughs> regular um, starter, regular player. Um, he's got 29 goals and 40 assists in his career. Yeah, um, little national team a, action. Yeah, a lot of experience for a guy who's just 26 years old. Um, I like him, dude. He's got good service from the wing. Yeah, and that's one of the things Peter said. Um, if you look at the quotes in the release, um, Peter says that they like that he can play as an attacking midfielder. Um, they like that he uh, he can play from the wing. Um he says, you know, we're getting a player who we've liked for a really long time. Even when he was in college, he solidifies our midfield for the long term and he can play on the left or right wing. He's a really good player. The long term. Um, huh? Okay. Yeah. That makes me think like this is Kellen Rowe is going to be in Sporting Casey's midfield for a, a, a number of years to come. Um, I also read that he did a lot of humanitarian stuff in New England. So you're going to see him doing a lot of. A lot of volunteering around KC too. I think he's going to get real involved out there. Oh yeah, victory project stuff. He's going to be involved in. I'm sure. Um, oh yeah, he had a not he even forced gr- to. He's going to do it. Right. Yeah. No. He's he's going to be. Um, he's just going to be super excited. I think to to, to come to an organization um, like Kansas City. Um, he had a quote in the release. Um, he says, I am excited for the opportunity to be involved in an organization that has proven time and time again to be at the top of the league in terms of style of play, facilities, and the culture in Kansas City. Uh, dude's excited. And I can't blame him coming from a place like the Revs, where pretty sure their owner doesn't even know they exist. Um, yeah. They're just, <laughs> they're just sitting there. They're the you know, using the Patriot stadium and everything. And he, I think he's going to be happy to be here. Someone at the top of the league winning games. So he's gonna be like, is this what it feels like to win and have all these people yelling for you? This is great. Yeah. He's not going to be used to playing in front of a, uh, a sold out crowd in, uh, in Gillette stadium. That's for sure. He's uh, he's going to have Probably a little more people. A little warmer weather in, in yeah. Kansas too. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Way more people shouting his name at Children's Mercy Park in a uh, in a positive way. Got the cauldron behind him. Yes. Um, yes. The flip side of this trade is we send Diego Rubio away. Now, Diego, he's battled injury off and on in his career with Sporting KC. He That's played true. in 20 games this year. He only played in 781 minutes, not a ton of minutes, but he had 8 goals and 6 assists. Um for his career, 15 goals and eight assists across 51 games played. Um, interesting tidbit that, uh, that Peter kind of, I guess, told Sam McDowell is I guess that um, Colorado had been trying to get Rubio for a, a, a decent amount of the season. Um, really? Yeah. He says Colorado contacted sporting KC multiple times. Oh, in this off season, Colorado contacted Sporting KC multiple times this off season in pursuit of Rubio. 
Vermees had hoped to land a substantial amount of money in any deal, but instead he got a player that he's long coveted along with the $300,000 in allocation money. Um, I don't know. It, to me, this feels like we sold on Rubio high at the right time because I don't know that he could get much more valuable than he was at the end of this year. Where do you stand on that? Say that last part again. I, I mean, I think we sold Rubio at the right time. I think this was about as high as his value was ever going to get. I, I mean, he showed oh, that yeah. he can be a super sub, but I don't know. I mean, he's been with Sporting KC for three years now. He's coming off of ACL surgery that le- uh, kept him out for a lot of 2016 and 2017. I don't know if he was ever going to be a regular starter for us. So this feels like a good haul to get back for him. It does. It does. It's one of those sell high things. I mean, it's similar to the Dom trade. I mean, if the money's there, you know, no one is off limits. And sounds like we got a pretty decent return from the Rapids. And I hope, you know, Peter has to have a plan. He wouldn't have done this if there wasn't a plan. And there must be someone else coming in. There's going to be a signing on Wednesday or Thursday, people. <laughs> so we're about to have to amend the amendment. Um, Maybe. Hold your horses. Um, Sam also reported. I mean, that was my first thought, too. It's like, okay, this is the first domino that's going to fall in a series of dominoes. Are we getting a TAM striker? Right. Are we getting a DP striker? Like, now we got Namath and, and Eric Hurtado as our as our center forwards. Like, no, there's got to be more coming. Um, well, Sam reports, and I'm just going to read what he says here. Barring an unforeseen move, Namath will be the top choice in 2019 with recently acquired Eric Hurtado providing another option. Um, And then, you know, I can say when I was at the Namath uh, press conference, when he signed earlier this year, Peter Vermees was over the moon happy and he spoke so highly of him and thought he could be um, just an absolutely fantastic striker. And then the quotes that he has here are, um, you know, Namath came in two thirds of the way through the season and other guys had made their mark, um, who had been with us from the get-go. He just needs to have a full season with us, and I think he has every ability to be one of the best forwards in our league. So, sounds okay. to me like we're riding with Namath. And, uh, well, people aren't liking this Kellen Rowe pickup, and I, I tell you that. People aren't liking that Rubio left, but the Namath, Namath is going to have to pick it up and, uh, and, and show something, you know, show that he deserves to be there. Yeah, I mean, this is Peter Vermees putting all the pressure on Namath and saying, hey, man, I'm giving you the keys. You're going to be in the starting lineup. I know Namath didn't really impress um, in the second half of 2018. I do think that's because he hadn't gotten consistent playing time, either in Qatar or in New England. Probably needed a bit of time just to get up to speed. Had to get used to playing with some of these new guys. I do think a full off season and a full preseason with the team will get him in much better playing shape. Um I also do think still that you shouldn't count out the possibility of another striker coming in. I really don't think we're going to go into the season with just two strikers. Might not be a TAM striker, probably won't be a DP striker. Although, hey, if the right guy comes along, like we'll say later in this podcast, you never know. Um, there you go. It, it looks like it'll be Namath. I will. I do want to point out, I don't know 
what people think of Matt Doyle or if they like him or whatnot. But this is a tweet that he sent out tonight after the trade came out. He goes, uh, so I was writing the end of year column today and a three-team trade happened in MLS. Out of that three-team trade, Sporting KC got the best player involved, $100,000 in TAM and $200,000 in GAM. And then he just put a bunch of LOL, LOL, LOLs. So, and that's a sentiment I've heard from more than a few people who have nothing to do with either Colorado or Sporting KC. There are a lot of people um, who I've talked to who know about soccer, who are very well connected in MLS, one of whom said, quote, Peter Vermees fleeced the Rapids. So. What does that mean? That means he like basically, he, he just completely destroyed them in negotiations. He, he took them to town. We basically robbed them blind. We, we got the best gotcha. player and we got a bunch of money. Like basically Peter Vermees I've just seen robbed these two other teams. people. I've seen other people calling Vermees a moron and I'm like, you're a moron. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, a good all, that's all I got. That's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good comeback. You shut up. <laughs> Your face is stupid. Um, yeah. Your mom. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I mean, it looks like when it's all said and done. Namath's going to be our uh, uh, our starting forward. We got Shallowy on the excited? left and, and Johnny on the right. Um, we excited everybody for the for the season to start because we've still got a few months. <laughs> I I'm 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 anxious, and it's not a bad anxious. It's not a good anxious. I'm just kind of like, wow, we're making a lot more moves than I expected, and we're moving some more major pieces than I expected. Let's see we how want it goes. People to come to camp, dude. We want people in camp. We want people here for Champions League. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, hey, one way to look at it is we were really close. We probably should have beat Portland. We probably should have been in MLS Cup. Why? Why tinker too much? On the other hand, is man, we uh, we didn't beat Portland at home. We didn't go to MLS Cup, and getting consistent goals out of our striker was a problem. Uh, both Rubio and Shelton had chances, and they're both gone. So. Hey, let's see what Namath can do. And, uh, you know, Peter Vermees will have the entire first half of the year to evaluate Namath. And when summer comes along and European teams are in their off season, there might be more of an opportunity to bring in a striker then. So you never know. All right. That's, uh, that's what, see what happens. Yep. That's, uh, that's what we got for you as this little bonus prologue. We didn't want to leave you guys hanging for a, a, a couple of weeks over the Christmas break. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, get excited for this next little bit. It's a lot of fun and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, bear with us. It's, it's now, but it's now going to be a long episode. So you're welcome. Drink it in. You got, you guys asked for it. A lot of you came at us in our mentions and begged for uh, a, a bonus episode or, or something. So, uh, we worked it out cause we wanted to, and, uh, this was a big deal. So we're going to, uh, send you on into the regular episode now you'll hear the music as you normally do you'll hear the rest of the episode you can scrub through the parts where we're talking about how rubio might contribute next year because obviously those aren't relevant but uh the rest of it's pretty good (laughs) if i do say so myself so uh there you go folks enjoy the rest of the episode enjoy Everybody and welcome back to another episode of yeah. No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, 
along, as always, with my good mm, 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 buddy, Dan. Dan, what is going on? How's the offseason treating you? What, what's going on, Chief? Mr. Machismo, how you doing, Sonny? Is that my new nickname? <laughs> I've never heard of I don't know. That. Just kind of throwing... Just gonna throw everything at the wall, see what sticks. I'm like Netflix when I create new content. Just gonna try it all. Just throw it out there, <laughs> see what resonates, pull the rest back. Hell yeah. Okay. See what happens, cancel it, piss some people off. It's all good. <laughs> uh man, it is it has been quite the week. Um folks, welcome to another episode of No Other Pod. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um Happy birthday to Dan. I'm just going to throw that out there because I like to toot my own horn, Jimmy. It is <laughs> Dan's birthday. We're recording on Monday, yeah. and it is Dan's birthday. He is taking time out of his birthday to record this yeah. for you lovely people. That's true. I am a buff 25 years old. and uh, That's absolutely what you are pretty not. good. So. It's not. Hey, don't <laughs> tell people that. This is podcast. It's an illusion. <laughs> it's theater of the know. mind. Yeah. Nah, man, this is real. Hey, some cool stuff has happened since then. Uh, Apple tried to get rid of our entire reviews. <laughs> did you know this? Yeah. Did we, you people know this? We had a little mini freak out, as did pretty much every so- – like a lot of soccer podcasts that I saw. It probably extended well beyond yeah. soccer podcasts. But, um, you know, we follow other soccer podcasts. And there was a bunch of us all the way up to like the Cooligans who lost more than yeah, half of great. our reviews. Um, <laughs> we were like, are you kidding me? Uh, dude, Apple podcast has never gotten so many mentions ever oh my God. on Twitter. They had to be like, what the hell is happening? Um, and they got it yeah, fixed. Fix this. <laughs> they got it fixed. They're back. Thank oh, they're back all. then. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I checked right before we recorded. We were back to 87 reviews. Gosh. So I was going to have to beg for more reviews. I was going to say, if you've left a review, please go do it again. <laughs> <laughs> remember exactly what you said before and type it yes, out verbatim verbatim and we'll read it because it is that's what we call in the industry a filler <laughs> <laughs> it's more content you know always looking for the content yes. um absolutely i'm I'm never content with small content there you go that's some word play um i don't know <laughs> like he said he throws it out there sees if it sticks you know yeah hey, try, try everything you know. um, but yeah. What's new, man? What do we got going on tonight? Oh, man. It is um, NMLS offseason is in full swing. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We got drafts on drafts on drafts. We got Sporting KC making moves. We got mm-hmm. a new regular season format and new playoff format, all of which we will get to. So, so um, much to talk about. It's uh, who the hell said soccer is boring. Oh, you? <laughs> Shut your damn mouth. You know who you are. <laughs> we got Dom Dwyer complaining about things that maybe he shouldn't have been complaining about and his own team is calling him out. So, <laughs> you know. That happened. That was the uh, thing. We're, we talk about the real stuff, people. It's, it's important it, stuff. It's it's all happening. Um, but one of the cool like things. TMZ up in here. Yeah, one, one of the cool things that happened this week that, that we weren't really expecting. Um, you know, every, every once in a while or once a year, I guess I should say, um, MLS puts out a list of podcasts that are related to Major League Soccer that you should listen to. And, you know, they always start with Extra Time Radio because that's their podcast. Um, and then they talk they, they touch on podcasts that are, like, mostly league-wide centric. And, and you know, there, there are some of those out there. And then they break it down by team. 
And I was kind of looking through this, and wouldn't you know, we get to Sporting Kansas City. What's the first pod listed? No other pod. We're there, man. Daniel we made the list. and Jimmy Mack bring a fan perspective to Sporting KC Podcast, and then it links to us. So... Oh, guys, I got to tell you, like the first week we ever started this podcast, Jimmy sends me a text and goes, man, I just want to make the the list of podcasts for MLS. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, hey, if that happens, it happens. And there you go, man. We can uh, we can end this thing now. Thank you guys for tuning in. (laughs) Yeah, we've we've done it. We've we've reached our goal. Um, Mm. That's it. We're packing it up Big time now. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Um no, I, we I just, were like old school Hulk Hogan. Now we're like Hollywood Hogan. All right, we're too big. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was personally proud just because I don't know how. I mean, there's only three Sporting KC podcasts listed. I mean, there might not be any other podcasts out there, but the other ones listed are the KC Stars podcast and Talking Touches, both of which have been around. Um, <clears throat> one of which is backed by the Star, so it's it's pretty cool that we can be on there and, and be listed first. Be in that company. Yeah. That it's absolutely a, an approval rating is what it was. They clearly put the, uh, the best on top. It makes sense. Oh yeah. It totally makes sense. Oh yeah. Ab- absolutely. That's at least what I um, choose to believe. Um, they recognize greatness. They know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I thought Dude, it, wait, look at this. It's getting to our head, Jimmy. We're, we're some <laughs> cocky motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we've had some people be like, "Okay, now that you're all big time, remember us." Someone told me that I need to ask you for a raise. So a I, raise, yep, because I got the checkbook. Can I have a raise. Um, I would like that. It's uh, I'll zell it over to you. you. You can, you can, you could give me an infinite percent raise because I would still be making zero dollars. <laughs> there you go. But no, I, I mean, it, honestly, it's it's really cool, and it's actually it's motivating for me to to be on a list like that because, as we've mentioned many times before, we started this without an idea of what we were doing and didn't know where it was going to go, and in just over uh, not even a year and a half, like barely over a year, to to already oh, be dude. making this list with with really zero budget except for the little money we've put into it out of our own pockets, it's pretty cool. Yeah, just a little bit. Hey, de- describe your podcast setup right now. I think pe- the people want to know. They'd like to know a little peek behind the curtain. Oh, what does what your man. setup look like? And I'll tell you mine. Yeah. Well, you know, I should I should really tweet a picture of this because it's hilarious. I am. Okay. I am in like a little side room in uh, in our basement. There are children's toys around me because of our nephew Brit- coming over. Brittany calls at the doghouse. <laughs> um, I am sitting on the ground with my back to my couch because the table I used to record on is too short for me to sit comfortably on my couch. So I'm sitting <laughs> on the floor with my back against my couch. Um, You're at the kids table. I, I have my, my, uh, my computer and my little microphone here sitting on my table, but I don't have like, um, one of the little like mesh covers for my microphone. I don't have like to like dampen noise or to reduce echo or anything i don't have that and i certainly don't have like the acoustics set up in this room well so what i do to reduce echo from bouncing off all of these like walls around here is i literally take the pillows off my couch and i put i build like a little teepee around my microphone (laughs) (laughs) and my microphone i don't know this sitting yeah this is this is breaking news no one else has ever known this is brand new Um, (laughs) 
I built a little teepee that has my microphone in there that I don't know if it helps or not, but it makes me feel like it's it's, it's reducing the echo. So um, you got a little pillow fort. Yeah, I do. And then I have my glass of water, oh, so when I cough, I can drink water, and that's my setup. Oh, it's hilarious! So there you go. How okay, about you? let me let's check this out. <laughs> I'm in a Chicago studio apartment. Okay, so bear with you. I don't even own a table, folks. I don't own I don't own a freaking table. <laughs> so my laptop. I keep it near this router, so I I plug it in to the feed, you know, the Ethernet cable, because if it's wireless, we've noticed we have some connection issues at times. We we don't want that. Yeah. So, and I have it sitting on a big old Rubbermaid container that has a huge bag of dog food in it, uh, yep. and that that is scooted over enough so my laptop can be plugged in. Uh, I have the microphone. I also have headphones over there. I I don't know why i just keep them plugged in because uh our recording works somehow i really don't know this technical <laughs> stuff and i have a big old bean bag that i carry over to this side of the room and i sit on it with no pants and do the podcast <laughs> there you go i'm laid down on this thing dude it's uh it's ridiculous i got my dog food <laughs> i don't have a pillow for it though i should probably be doing that well, there, there you go. Yeah, theater of the mind, people. Now oh you can imagine God. me with my pillow fort over my microphone and Dan with no <laughs> pants on a beanbag every time you don't, listen don't to this podcast. Um, Dude, not that anyone wanted to know any of that. I'm sorry if you guys <laughs> zoned out or turned it off. If you did turn it off, you missed the pillow fort thing. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> and Marissa, your wife, distracts the dog while you record, right? Oh, Just yeah. To- I didn't even tell you guys. Marissa is in the closet with my dog. <laughs> And they oh lay in God. there and watch. They lay in there and eat dinner and watch Hulu. Oh and my God. it's the it's the nicest thing ever. So, but don't go thinking that I banish my wife to the closet. Okay, she does it voluntarily. It's a big closet. <laughs> yeah, she. <laughs> the first time I heard this, I was like, she does not have to be in the closet. And Dan was like, I told her, but she does it. So yeah, she she thinks it's necessary because he will come out and he will play with the loudest toy in the world, and his little <laughs> collars are like ling 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 ling, like you like they're calling a panda or something. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. So there you go, people. Now you know our setups. It's uh, when you oh, hear it, you setup. wonder how in the world did we make it on this list? Um, yeah, <laughs> but we did. How are they on the list? Oh my god, <laughs> do we want to talk about anything soccer? We could just shoot the shit. We could talk about that new Spider-Verse movie. That was a badass movie. Well, I'm probably going to see it on Tuesday. So, you know. Oh, we'll, you should, we'll, man. We'll get there. No spoilers. Um, we will talk <laughs> a lot of soccer today. We have soccer. But, uh, yeah. No, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, when Dan and Marissa hopefully move back to Kansas City soon, maybe we can That's figure a out a, a more professional setup. So, we could even maybe do video podcasts at some sort or whatnot. I don't know. Um, That's we'll make the plan, sure. man. We'll make sure Dan is wearing pants and or frame it so you can't see the lower half of his body. One or the other. I can't <laughs> I promise which one it'll be. But I don't do pants. All right. Don't don't well, tempt me with a good time. For for my sake, <laughs> I hope it's it's the one the option with pants. But uh oh, come you know, on. We'll see. <laughs> Don't be such a square. <laughs> That's uh this the, the podcast not called No Other Pants. It's called No Other Pod. So Oh my know. god, it's now called No Other Pants. You done <laughs> fucked up. Well, uh, that's at least what this episode will be called now. No other pants. Um <laughs> So anyway. Uh soccer things did happen this week, believe it or not. Um Oh yeah. Sporting KC things happened, including the first free agent signing 
of the season, which, if I'm not mistaken, Sporting KC also signed the first ever free agent in MLS history in Justin Mapp. Is that correct? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I think so. And then we grabbed the first one of the season this year. We don't waste so, time. Uh, no. Let's hope that uh, Mr. Rodney Wallace works out better than Justin Mapp did. Um, but Rodney Wallace comes, uh, he's Costa Rican, he's an international, comes to Sporting KC having spent uh, some time with uh, NYCFC. He's also a former Portland Timber. He was on the 2015 MLS Cup championship team with the Portland Timbers, then moved on to NYCFC. He's a winger, traditionally. Um, but, you know, he scored 26 goals and 33 assists and 214 appearances. So not crazy good, but not bad. But Sporting KC's uh, press release says that he's a defender and he's going to fight with Sasanovic for the le- starting left back spot. So what? What? I don't know. He's, he's 30 years old. What, what do you make of this? I like him. I I like him a lot. When I, uh, you know, when we got our, when the World Cup was going on and they had those Panini stickers. Do you know about the Panini stickers, dude? Do you know what those are? I, I know what they are. I did not collect them, but I know what you're talking about. I don't know if our listeners do, though. Yeah, uh, it, it's a thing. And we com- we totally completed that book for the first time ever. And I, it's a very expensive hobby. But he was the first <laughs> MLS player that I got in that book. And I was like, Oh, I'll take a picture. And I tagged him and he liked it. And I was like, so he's basically coming on the podcast soon. Cause we're best friends. Um, <laughs> he, oh, yeah, we'll make that work. But I, I think it's a good signing, dude. He was with NYCFC and, uh, you know, really wasn't playing all that much. Was he? Um, he started in 34 of his 46 appearances for NYCFC over the course of two seasons. So he got in there. He started about okay. half of the games worth that he was there at NYCFC. He appeared in about two-thirds of, of the games he was there. So he, he got some time. Gotcha. Um, okay. He's, he's a, a former number six overall pick in the MLS Super Draft. What's, what's interesting to me... Um, is obviously that left back spot is is a little bit thin right now because Jimmy Madronda's out till next summer still with that knee injury he has. Um, yeah, it's interesting they Jaylen signed Lindsay. this dude as a left back. Like they advertised him as a left back, and he's like, okay, I guess, I guess. Yeah, so because I mean Jalen Lindsay's not a natural left back, but he was really the other option there. Johan Quasi can play there, but it's not the first option. Christian Labato was really the only other option we had at left back, and he was hurt most of the season and then got cut this year. So it was really just Seth Sinovic. Um, but Zussi, on the other side, converted from winger to right back at about 30 years old, when, uh, which is how old uh, Rodney Wallace is right now. And that's worked out very well for Sporting KC. He's been adequate defensively, more than adequate, and he's been very good in the attack. So I don't know. Maybe they look at that and they're like, "Yeah, let's try to do that on the left side with Wallace." I mean, that's fun to think about, actually. Um, and they probably talked to Wallace, and he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Um, now Seth Sinovic's going to be like, "Oh hell no, not again!" <laughs> like <laughs> goddamn like tradition. <laughs> what do I what do I got to do around here to keep a job? I don't I don't get it. But he yeah. just keeps getting the tested. Years. You don't see it, yeah. you don't see him bringing anybody in to test Zussi or or Melia or or Ilya. You know, Seth is constantly yeah. tested, and it's it's outrageous. I'd be truly pissed. 
I mean, they had Marcel de Jong that he started over Seth for a while, and then he left, and then Jimmy Madronda started over Seth for a while, and then he got hurt, and Seth's back, and then, you know, you got Jalen Lindsay in there, and he started over Seth for a little bit, but Seth worked his way back in there, and now Rodney Wallace. Um, the year will be 2074. Seth will be 102 years old, or whatever he is, <laughs> and he will still be competing to start at left back. Do you for think Casey. you think Wallace takes the job from him? I think we both kind of <laughs> said we did. So I've been thinking about this. I think there's a couple interesting options here. I think Wallace will definitely get time at left back because I think sporting likes to have that sport of sort of a pacey attacking minded player back there. And, and Seth is a fantastic defender, but he doesn't offer all that much in the way of the attack unless it's the playoffs and he gets his like annual single goal of the year Uh, um but peter said quote i see him fitting into our team really quickly and i'm extremely excited to add someone of his caliber to our roster so maybe that's coach speak or maybe that's peter saying like hey there's really something here um the other interesting option this kind of presents that wouldn't work as well with Seth is what do you think of this instead of the traditional 4-3-3 Peter gets a little crazy and when he wants to play Wallace you play a 3-5-2 with Ike and Beasler and Andrew Fontes at the back and then you have Zussi and Rodney Wallace on the right and left sides respectively as wingbacks that can drop back and, and play as as fullbacks of sorts or they can push up and play as midfielders or, or other wingers I don't know gives you options uh so. you know don't uh I wouldn't count on all that. Peter doesn't know what that formation is. Uh, three, five, two. What are you talking about? Those, uh, no, the three goes up top. Why are you guys putting it in the back? What's that about? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He he does like his four, three, three. I'm just, I'm thinking like, Hey, we got CCL this year. There's going to be do. a condensed regular season schedule that we'll talk about later. More Bro, games. Get this. We're trying so. to, well, we are. We're coming back in February to, you know, look at some homes and stuff. And, mm-hmm. dude, I think our, our freaking, I think our CONCACAF game is like the following, like the week we fly back to Chicago. I'm like, oh my God, we so could have made it a thing. You just miss it? Yeah. Oh no. Kind of crazy. Against Toluca? Yeah, that'd be a badass, badass game. Um. But anyway, I don't know. I, I I think that it just gives Peter a little bit more flexibility. Um, hey, there will probably be times when you see Rodney Wallace up at forward again. So, but they announced him as a left back. So, I don't know. Should be fun, kind of regardless. An interesting signing. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah. And then, not what two hours later, Sporting KC traded for twenty-eight-year-old forward Eric Hurtado from the Vancouver Whitecaps in exchange for a, t- a second-round pick in the 2020 draft, so not this upcoming draft, but two drafts from now, and a first-round pick in the 2021 Super Draft, so three drafts from now. Um, yeah, we don't need draft yeah, picks, right? I don't know. I mean, honestly, draft picks, sporting's been somewhat successful with draft picks, but Super Draft picks aren't that valuable anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But hey, he's got he's he's 28 years old. He's got 17 goals and 13 assists through 123 matches, 47 starts. Um he's not like a a starting center forward or anything, but with Kyrie gone now, um this brings in a little bit of depth. I don't know. What do you think about this move? 
I think that I don't know the guys play all that much. I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I say, I say we're good on forward. That's for sure. But I mean, he's definitely, we're, we definitely shouldn't expect like another number nine to be signed. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that was one thing when people asked us at the start of the off season for sporting KC, Hey, do you think we'll bring in some players? Um, we mentioned maybe you look at the the DP number nine that that's been talked about for so long, but you know may, maybe not necessarily. Sam McDowell, I know, is reported probably don't expect any DPs this off season, because um, mm-hmm. Peter likes where the Sounds team's like at. It. So this is probably just a depth signing, but it's not a bad depth signing. Um, you know, he's an experienced MLS forward who's, who scored some goals, not a ton, but he's serviceable. So I don't know. Hey, it's probably better than what we'd ever get with a second round pick two years from now. So I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But I think this probably closes the door on bringing in any other center forwards in the off season, unless there's just like some ridiculous player that comes available kind of like Felipe did last year almost where it just was out of the blue and you're like hey we can't pass this up right right just kind of came out of nowhere yeah so I uh I know um you know Bob and we've asked you know with the additions do we think we're overloaded at forward now um and, and would any of them be on the trade market for going out I don't see that personally, especially since Wallace is playing defender most likely. But do I mean, do you think we're we're gonna see any of these guys go, or do you think we're gonna just sit tight with them? Um, the the new guys coming in, I don't I don't think we'll. I think we want them for some reason. I don't. I don't know. The Hurtado one felt weird to me, but we'll we'll have to see what happens. I mean, maybe he is that kind of Kyrie forward that helped us win so many games this year. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think we're seeing Namath or Rubio go anywhere, obviously. This isn't sort of a replacement for them, right? Right. Uh, no, definitely not. Do you, where did where did Kyrie land? Do we know yet? I haven't seen anything, really. I know he flew to London because you sent me that sort of screenshot of his Instagram story. And then yeah, I guess and then he, he was in like Portland. Yeah. Hopefully he was just on vacation in Portland. Um, I don't actually think he could sign with Portland. I think we still retain it. I, I may be wrong about this, so don't quote me. Uh, I think we would still retain his MLS rights because we extended a bona fide offer. So it, I think he has to. It have to be like a sign and trade. I don't know that he could just go to the Timbers as a free agent or anything. So well, didn't he decline our offer? He did, but I think because we extended the offer, we still retain his rights like i don't think he can uh and i actually don't know if he's officially declined it or just hasn't said anything but i think if the mls roster rules are so strange i have to look this up so i'm sorry i'm not more prepared on this but i i think there's something about if you extend a bona fide offer um and they decline it then basically they can go outside of mls but you retain their mls rights i think so it's i don't know it's strange. Well, <laughs> this league doesn't MLS, make sense. MLS, that sounds strange. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one player who is going out, arguably never really came in, but he's going out, is uh, Sporting Kansas City defender Brad Evans, who announced his retirement on Monday. 
He played 12 years in MLS, most of which was for the Seattle Sounders, helped them um, win the U.S. Open Cup. Um, he uh, he played for uh, the Columbus Crew for a couple years, was with the Sounders when they won MLS Cup. So he never played for Sporting KC, never made an appearance, but uh, I guess congrats to Brad on a good career, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. 12 years, um, 28 goals, 31 assists, and 255 appearances. So, eight major trophies. So, yeah, congrats to Brad on a good career. Uh, hope you enjoy retirement. So, that's what we got there. Yeah, we uh, didn't really get to see much Brad at all. We really don't know. Uh, Brad, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was sort of a, a funny guy in the locker room, I guess, but... um. Yeah, didn't didn't ever make an appearance. So it is what it is. But good luck in your next phase, whatever it is, Brad. Um, let's talk a little Swope Park before we move into the MLS playoffs. What do you say? Um, yeah, I love Swope. Couple couple of tidbits of news. First off, Swope's going east, despite the fact that Kansas City's in the west. Uh, Swope Park Rangers will be in the USL Championship which is the top level of the USL three league, which structure. is weird because <clears> they <throat> were trying to make all MLS two teams play in the lower league. They were, I wonder and if some this, are, yeah, some are, I, I, I wonder if this is Peter Vermees magic. Cause I, I think, you know, right. I, he's I, like, no, Swope Park Rangers are their own thing. They're just our affiliate. <laughs> They're not an MLS two team. Well, and I, I would guess that knowing Peter's perspective on Swope Park is that it's supposed to be a pipeline to the first team or that even some first team members go down to get more minutes. In his mind, he's probably thinking it doesn't do us any good to have it be a full two divisions down. It just needs to be at the highest level possible. So I don't know if he fought for that or not, but they will be in the Eastern Conference in 2019. Um, so we know that and we know their home opener will be against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds SC. Um, and that's scheduled for Saturday, March 23rd at Children's Mercy Park. So there you go. It'll be the first time we ever play okay. Pittsburgh. That's exciting, man. We all, uh, we all of us, man, we, a lot of people, we need to get people together to go to an actual, go to a bunch of Swope games. You know, those are, uh, those are fun. We need to go out there and support those guys. Yep, and you're planning to be back, and and you guys are still season ticket holders for Sporting KC, so you uh you can get into those swap games, right? Yeah, I think so. Should yeah. be uh should be possible. I've uh I've always had a good time at every swap game I've ever gone to, so it uh, yeah, absolutely it'd be cool to fill out Children's Mercy Park a bit more than it does get filled right now, but um. <laughs> right <laughs> which isn't very much but uh hey you know we'll see what we can do um around the rest of the league we, we mentioned drafts on drafts on drafts yeah, we have those drafts um so first there is the waiver draft and um there was a yeah. Few explain players. that for a bit. Basically, it's players that were waived by their team that are, that are eligible for the waiver draft, and other teams go through a one round draft, and they have the option to take them. Right. 
Right. Yeah. So it's you. It's not quite players who qualify for the reentry draft because they have to be around a little bit longer, as is my understanding. Um, yeah. So it's like the first. So there's like the waiver draft is like the first draft you're in, and then after a few more years, you qualify for the reentry draft, and then after a few more years, you qualify for free agency. Um. So yeah, it's it's the first draft. Uh, most of the time, people pass like teams just pass um but there were four players taken the new york red bulls selected marcus epps um they traded with the earthquakes to get the number one spot epps came from the philadelphia union he had three goals and three assists um over two seasons so he's he's a guy um the fire selected two players uh they took Christian Martinez from the Columbus crew. And then this next one's interesting. They took Marco Urania from LAFC. He's a forward. And then LAFC took the last player, Ricky Lopez Espin. Um, He was from RSL. So I don't know if that means anything to you guys. Marco Urania is really the only one that I'm at all that familiar with. That's a big one. That's a big one. But uh, the others are like, okay, move on, Jimmy, move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, and then there's uh there was the stage one um reentry draft. Um really the biggest name taken there was DC United defender Nick DeLeon, who was picked by Toronto FC. So there were a couple other guys taken, Andre Rawls, um Danny Toya, um was that it? I thought there was one other player. Maybe there was one other player. But um Nick DeLeon really is the is the big one. He might get some significant minutes from Toronto or even start. So let let me ask you this though about these drafts because the players are whatever. Like there's only so much you can talk about with those guys. But given that pretty much every single team passes except for maybe one or two, like is there even a point to having these drafts anymore, or should we just move beyond all of this and just have like full fledged free agency with MLS? Uh. I don't know, man. I don't know what people, this league likes their rules and I, I don't know if it's going to move anywhere. So I'd like to see a lot of things change, but I don't think, I don't think that would be one of them. <laughs> I know they have a new collective bargaining agreement coming up. I think I, I want to say it's after this next season is when they'll have to renegotiate last collective bargaining agreement is when they agreed to free agency for the first time. And you have to be like, what is it like 28 years old and have been in the league for like seven years. There's all these requirements that you have to hit. So um, chances are it'll get a little bit less strict this time, but it's not going to go away in its entirety. So who knows? Maybe one of these drafts goes away next time. And we still, we only have two drafts instead of the three drafts we have now. Um, Right. But of course there's the super draft still to come in January. But the biggest MLS news that we could spend some time talking Uh-oh. about is this has been rumored for a while, but it's happening. MLS has officially announced a new playoff format for 2019, which uh, in turn will shorten the regular season schedule. So let's break this down and then I want to get your thoughts. It is now single elimination, no two legged series. Goodbye away goals, goodbye home and homes. It is 
Higher seed hosts a single elimination knockout game all the way through MLS Cup. Um, the downside is, or at least I think it's the downside, there are now seven teams per conference in the playoffs instead of six. So the top seed will get a bye in the first round. Teams two through seven will play in seeded order. And then it's a locked bracket the remainder of the way all the way through MLS Cup. Part of the reason they're doing this is to avoid having to play after that second international break in November. They will be done with MLS Cup on November 10th, which cuts almost an entire month off the season. So the regular season will have to be shortened, which means more midweek games. So I don't know, a lot to break down there. Give me your first impressions on, is this good? Is this bad? Do you even care? I don't know. Well, my first impression is, okay, the number one seed gets a bye, and then he plays the winner of seeds four and five. No, shouldn't shouldn't the number one seed be playing like a seven or an eight? Like first? I don't, I don't understand. So that's one of the things that I 100% agree with you on. And I, I am so confused why MLS did it this way. Yeah, the first round, the, the, uh, the number one team gets a bye. Um, and in theory, if all of the higher teams win, then yeah. Number one will play four, and number two will play three, and and it all works out. But there's no well, reseeding. Yeah. So if if number seven beats number two, which is possible in a one-off game, number one doesn't right, get to play number out. seven. Number one plays number four, and number seven will play either number three or number six. It doesn't make sense. Gotcha. I wish there was reseeding. I guess. Um, I don't know why it has to be a fixed bracket. Yeah, I, th- that's the one thing with this that I'm like that seem that doesn't make sense and 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 there's really no reason for it, um, because interesting, it, it, they could very easily recede. It 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 really doesn't. There's enough time where it doesn't make a difference, and and really the reason it works out that I mean like I guess you could say well March Madness is a fixed bracket and and it kind of works out, but there's no nobody has a buy, and it's really the buy that throws it off. Um, yeah, March Madness works out. So they do claim this will put more importance on the regular season. Uh, do you buy that? Do I do what you, now? Do you, do you buy that? Do you think that's true? Well, of which part? Of the, that there will be uh, more importance on the regular season? That this new playoff format oh, makes the regular season yes. more important? No, a little bit. I mean, because you'll have that... You'll have that home field advantage and that, yeah, I think that's their whole point is to make, make this, make the regular season more important. Yeah. So obviously, you know, in last year's case, Sporting KC would have been the number one seed. We would have had the buy like we did, but then we would have hosted every single game. We wouldn't have had to travel to Salt Lake. We wouldn't have had to travel to Portland. We wouldn't have had to worry about away goals. So when Sporting KC... Uh, goes up on Portland 1-0, and then they come back and tie it with a Blanco banger, all of a sudden it's not, oh, crap, Sporting KC's out now. we got to push, push, push. It's, okay, it's a draw. If it ends like this, we go to extra time like we normally do. But it affects it, and that Sporting KC doesn't all of a sudden have to worry about, well, crap, we got to push that much harder because it's either score or we're out. It, it just affects strategy. That's true. This is going to be weird. It's going to be weird because that, that two-game series is all I've ever known. You know, I didn't become a fan until 2014, so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's going to be weird. 
Yeah, and it means more games in a shorter period of time during the regular season because decision day this last year was what? On uh, the end of October? Because I think we had our first playoff yeah, games. Usually around, usually around October 25th. I only yeah. know that because it's always been around Marissa's birthday. Okay. So this year, it's going to be on October 6th. So it's uh, That's crazy. almost a full three weeks sooner. Um, and then there will be <laughs> there will be decision day, a week and a half of international break. The first playoffs will then be two weeks after decision day, almost on um, October 19th. And then presumably, I guess, the next round will be on the 26th. And then the second, and then MLS Cup on November 10th. So... For Sporting KC, that means not only do you have CCL starting in February and if you advance midweek CCL games, but now it means you have more midweek MLS games. So I guess that means that that roster depth is that much more important, huh? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's going to be, we're about to be stacked and it's going to be tough to manage possible injuries and I'm excited, but I'm nervous. Yeah, sport. It also means that you have less time to correct if you get in a slump, because like Sporting KC did real well in in August of this year, but they had a really bad July. Um, that means there will be more games packed in a short period of time. So if you get in a slump, it's potential to drop more points. Um, that's why it's it's good to have a place like Pinnacle where you you have like state of the art medical facilities and recovery facilities. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how some of the older guys like Roger or Beasler or Zussi can, can handle the condensed format. Um, yeah. I do. It'll be very interesting, man. But like you said, we have those things. We have those resources, and that's everything. Now, the last part of this is 14 of the 24 teams in the league next year will qualify for the postseason. That's more than half of the, of the league makes the playoffs. Um that seems a little crazy to me. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it seems absolutely bizarre. Um, that That's the only word for it. I, I think we'll just let everyone get in. Do you think, this is my theory, do you think that they've expanded it to seven teams because they looked at the, the standings this year and they're like, oh, the Galaxy were in seventh. They didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> we don't want that to happen again. Zlatan's coming back next year, which we'll talk about briefly. Um, Let's add one more team to try to make sure that really doesn't happen again. <laughs> I don't know. What is, is, could that have any part in this at all, or is that just me with my tinfoil hat on? <laughs> with your with your conspiracy theories, yeah. that'd be downright hilarious if that had any <laughs> truth to it. But I, I don't. I doubt that. I'm gonna ask somebody. I know somebody who works for the league. I'm gonna ask him. Be like, hey, tell me. Yes, in you all do. honesty, uh, folks. I don't know have, if you know this. Jimmy knows things before they're going to happen, but he can't say anything because they will murder his family. That is true. I usually tell Dan. I'll text him. I'll be like, hey, you can't yep. say this, but this is about to happen. <laughs> and he has to tell me not to say stuff because I'm I'm a, I'm an idiot and I will say stuff. <laughs> uh, my wife does it all the time, dude. She'll say something and she'll be like, this is not for repeating. I'm like, oh, I was, I was, I was texting someone right now. Okay, sorry. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> Or like uh-huh. she'll tell me how to handle a situation, but it's like sarcastic. And I'm like, she's like, don't say those words. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Think about I'll it. Do it. 
You, you I'll read anything stuff? on the teleprompter. I'm, I'm like Ron Burgundy. I'll read anything. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm hoping that one of these days I can get some info that I can actually share publicly and like break a story. But yeah, every time I get something, he's like, can't say anything, but, and then he'll tell me what's about to happen. Um, <laughs> so I kind of, yeah. So Jimmy I mean, always knows something folks. He always knows something. So make sure to blow him up and be like, what's the news today? What do you know? <laughs> I'll be like, can't tell the you. The Latif thing? Have to kill you. Jimmy knew about Latif getting taken. I was so sad. It was hard for me to be sad, but not be able to tell anybody. Yeah, just, dude. Yeah. I also knew who was going to get picked in this year's draft before they were picked. Um, That's but, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, Good there's friends. Some, some crazy stuff that happens in the league office that hopefully one day can become public. I don't know. It's not mine to tell. Yeah. Um, Doubt it. But, you know, this the downside to the schedule, aside from having seven teams in – the playoffs now is is it one of the criticisms of MLS is that it already has a long off season for for teams who don't make the playoffs. This is going to make that about a month longer, so you can basically have October, November, December, January, February. It's a five month off season. Um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a long time to not play soccer, particularly if you're a player on a team who needs field time for for to make an international squad. Five months off, it doesn't look good if you're trying to make an international team. But um, No, not at all. Paul Tenorio threw out this idea. I don't think this is like an official thing, but he, he thinks it'll be explored is what he says, but talked about. But he threw out the idea of MLS looking into a tournament or competition with Liga MX in November after MLS Cup, which he says would extend the season, for lack of a better phrase, for a little bit and shorten the off season. Um I don't know. Would you be down for something like that? Or do you think that would be just sort of like another competition that that's, doesn't mean a whole lot? It's just another thing just to have another thing. Oh, I'm all about more soccer. But then I'd find a way to bitch about it, too, thinking it's just a meaningless <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it'd be kind of like a mini... I mean, it's not CONCACAF because it's not everybody. But, I, I mean, so many times it comes down to an MLS team and a Liga MX team anyway. I mean, I guess it's just that much more chance for an MLS side to test itself against a better competition. So that's true. That's very true. I think it'd be kind of cool. I wonder if they, if clubs would take it seriously or not, like even the U S open cup players or or teams don't play their starters. Most of the time in the early games, they kind of play their, you know, two team players and, and then see what happens. But I don't know. I think this would be kind of fun. So, I'd it like will to be. See it. it will be. It'll be different adjustment, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we did have a, a, a couple questions. Mansky asked, "Do you expect the new playoff format to change much in the long run?" Uh, he asked about, you know, with the apparent focus on home field advantage, do you think this will benefit teams like SKC, Portland, or even Atlanta who have? really good home field advantages like will these teams benefit more than other teams than say like dallas where they if they get a higher seed they play at home but there's like four people there oh if uh shoot if atlanta i don't know about atlanta man do they really have home field advantage i mean if they lose a couple games their their people are canceling their season <laughs> tickets i don't, I don't understand <laughs> Yeah, I, well, did you see that photo going around of the Falcons game? 
how many people were there at kickoff? Yes. Yes, I did. That's embarrassing. Man, those are Atlanta sports fans. I know Atlanta United fans would come at me for saying that because they'd be like, it's different. It's a different culture. But I don't know how different it is, man. I think they're only on this hype train because they're winning. Yeah. It, it, and it's no different than the Chiefs, dude. When the Chiefs were in like danger of being blacked out a decade ago, no one right. went. No one yeah. went to the games. I mean, you win, people show up. Unless you're the LA Chargers, then no one shows up anyway. But yeah, um, no one comes to those games. <laughs> but yeah, if if Atlanta starts to lose, it'd be interesting to see if those players or those fans stop coming. But I don't know. As a as a fan of a team who people will be there no matter what because we have like 150 straight sellouts. I'm happy about this change. I'm not worried about it for SKC. No, so. yeah, it should be fun. Um, let's move on to uh, a couple other tidbits of news before we uh, wrap up for the evening. Zlatan coming back, yes. like we talked about. He said, "Oh yeah, MLZ, I'm not done with you at," which I guess means Major League Major Zlatan. League Zlatan. Yep. <laughs> what an idiot! What a freaking clown's ass! He's just—I <laughs> mean, this this is a yeah. I forgot this was a solo. Sport, all right. I forgot this is like golf or tennis. What a what a jive turkey. What a jamoke. A He's jive such a brick. turkey. Yeah, this is getting serious. <laughs> I, it's unbelievable. Everyone loves him, and oh, he's so good. Yeah, well, he's. I think he's bad for the sport. I, I and, and unless he may, helps your team win, then he's everything. You know what I mean? Well, and the league is is such a suck up to him. Any little thing he does. They are all right? over it. Yeah. Like someone broke down oh my Lord. Um, mentions by team from the league over the last year. I forget who it was. So I'm going to have to find this and, and I'll, I'll, I'll give credit to whoever it was. So forgive me. But it was it was really interesting. Like they literally broke down mentions. Oh, they always do this. By the league. Yeah. And, and the Galaxy were by far and away the number one this year because of freaking Zlatan. That's hilarious. I figured it would have been Atlanta. That's what I thought too. I was looking. I was like, "It's gonna." And Atlanta was like sixth or seventh, and I, which surprised me. But Weird. it was it was the Galaxy, and it wasn't close. And they were the seventh place team. They didn't make the playoffs. But screw the Galaxy, man. Let's shut them up. Everybody, shut them up again. Watch them finish eighth this year, and they'll miss the playoffs again. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So, but hey, he's coming back another year. Um, Sporting KC will face him at least twice because we always play the Galaxy at least twice as long as we're in the West. So we'll get him once at uh, whatever it's called now, Dignity Health Sports Park, I think is the new name of the StubHub Center starting on January 1st. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And, uh, and then once at Children's Mercy Park. So there you All go. All right. Um, Atlanta United's uh, rumored manager uh, just left Boca Junior. Um, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Guillermo Barroslato, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, I dig it. But he's already confirmed he's leaving Boca Juniors. He's rumored to go to Atlanta. So a lot of people say he'd be a very good hire. He used to play for the crew, knows MLS well. Um Pity Martinez of River Plate is a is probably going to be a designated player for Atlanta United. He said apparently in an interview in, in uh, South America that 
It's already a done deal. I'm sure many of you all know what happened between River Plate and Boca Juniors before Copa Libertadores, where River fans threw bricks at Boca, delayed the game, people had glass in their eyes. Now the Boca coach very well might be coaching a River Plate player. So funny how things turn out. I don't know where to go from there, but I just thought that was funny. <laughs> no, that is funny. <laughs> um, the other couple more things that I want to touch on. Tim Parker signed a multi-year deal. He's a defender for the Red Bulls. Three years, $2.4 million. Makes him the highest paid defender in the league, I believe. The interesting part of this is, do you think Ico Parra sees that? He's like, hey, I play that same position. I'm making $300,000 a year. This dude's making almost a million dollars a year. What the heck? Especially since Ike's already mad about salary. I don't know. Is this something to watch? Yeah, I I think so. I just wonder if Ike's agent or Ike or himself can go to Peter and be like, I know we're under contract, but look, hey, look at what the going rate is and look at my backup making three times as much as I am with Andrew Fontes. So... I think I'd be a little upset if I'm doing the if I'm doing more. It's like a regular job. If I'm doing the expectations of the the role, then I'm not getting paid for that role. Like, come on, give me a pay raise, bump me up. Yeah, I mean, I understand uh, why you'd be mad if you saw. Yeah, I'm doing my job better than someone else, and uh, they're getting paid three times as much as I am. Wouldn't be good. Um, but to warm to warm the seat for me when I come when I come sit at the end of the game, right? Yeah. So I hear him, but hey, hopefully uh, they can work it out, and he does fantas. <laughs> he stays uh, content in Kansas City and finishes out his career here. Um, <clears throat> we'd like that. But lastly, someone who didn't finish out their career in Kansas City is one Dom Dwyer. Um, Dommy Dom Domothy, as I like to call him. He's a little um, upset. <laughs> he is a little upset. The Domster. He tweeted today or Monday. Right, the Domster fire. <laughs> Ayo. There you Look at that. Man, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Domster fire. <laughs> the, the Domster fire? <laughs> yeah. Um, he tweeted Monday morning, looking for a place to train. Unfortunately, kicked off the pitch at our own training ground today. Thumbs up emoji. If anyone knows a field we can train on, please let me know. Happy Monday. And then, just a little bit later, he tweeted, I'm just getting started with like the eyes emoji, like he's got more to say. Um, and, and he didn't. And then he, <laughs> well, and then he deleted that tweet that I've got more to say. That's not there anymore. Um, but also, someone checked with the club, and Orlando said he flat out said, Yeah, no, he wasn't training at any place that we own. He was training at like a public ground that was closed, and county officials came and told him he had to leave because it wasn't open. So, um, oh my lord, who is he even venting about then? The freaking county? Well, my hope is uh, he's like, is this not the city of Orlando? Right, Orlando City, city of Orlando, exactly. same freaking thing. My, my hope is he confused the city of Orlando and Orlando City, and just thinks that like he, they own the city, like it belongs yeah. <laughs> belongs to the soccer team. Um, but I don't know, man. Like he was known for his antics when he was here, but like. He's, I, I don't. Maybe this is controversial. Maybe this is a hot take. I don't know. I don't really miss him. Do you? I don't. I don't miss him. No, not really. I did. Uh, 
Not really. Rubio's going to go lights out this year, and you're all going to forget the name Dom Dwyer. There you go. I do think Namath will actually take that to the bank. There you go. Take it to the bank. You heard it here first. Um, I do think Namath will play better next year, too. I think he'll get back into the swing of things. I think we'll see a little bit more of him, especially now that Shelton's gone. It'll be a little bit more of Namath and Rubio alternating, probably. So that'll be interesting. But yeah. Um, It's going to be fun. Dom. Dom's still doing Dom things in Orlando. Um, Starting dumpster fires. Oh, my God. All of Orlando City is a dumpster fire. That whole club. Kind of is. It's just not good. He, he scores when he wants, unless it's, you know, every other time. Yeah, <laughs> he apparently doesn't want to all that often. Um, yeah, definitely not. Don't write the song if it's not true, all right? Don't, true songs only, please. Certainly not $1.6 million worth of goals. Um, Ooh, that's a lot of moolah. That's a is. lot of moolah. It is. It is. So, uh yeah, man, that's pretty much all I got. Because we recorded this on Monday, there will probably be a giant story that breaks on Tuesday. Yeah, um, we're probably signing someone tomorrow, um, to which we will amend this podcast with a, a tweet uh, <laughs> advisory or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we can. I don't know what we'll do. We could just speak in general terms. What do you think about that big signing we just had? Is it good? Are you excited? I am indifferent. <laughs> well, there you go. We've covered That's our bases. It. That's it. That covers it all. <laughs> um, it's all good. Anyway, man. Um, next week is Christmas. That's it. Look at that. Yeah, I, under an hour, man. Uh, oh, uh, next week is Christmas. under an hour. I didn't. I didn't talk about this with you or not. I meant to you ahead of the time. So we'll hash it out on the pod right now. It's Christmas and my birthday's oh, Monday, okay. and I'll be out of town. So, I don't know. We haven't taken a week off in like a year, but do you think we take a week off for Christmas? Because I'll be in rural Oregon sounds like we might, with no Wi-Fi. <laughs> sounds like we might have to, right? Yeah. I think, you know, you guys, look, we have been doing this for like 16 months now, and we've literally only taken one week off. We don't want to take weeks off, but it's Christmas. I think we'll take one week off, and we'll be back and hit it that much harder on uh the first wow that means this is the last pot of 20 uh 2018 right well that makes me really sad right now wow I, that uh, just hit me all this just got it just got sprung on me i don't know i'm sorry it. i meant to i meant to full transparency i meant to talk about this with dan before and then i forgot this is uh and i figured we should mention so it. fast so um i'm gonna throw up <laughs> well uh yeah <laughs> Thank you guys for for listening. Uh, we will be back uh, at very minimum in two weeks' time. Um, we'll yes. we'll hash out all the logistics and we'll make sure we send out a tweet to confirm. But uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Leave more ratings and reviews. I'm just I'm gonna <laughs> hack the feed and it'll be my own podcast next week. You won't even know. I mean, it'll just I, be me talking about. <laughs> talk about comics or something hey he's gonna give you his review of mortal engines so oh god don't <laughs> even talk about it it is now the worst it's the worst movie of 2018 they said i heard yeah it's supposed to lose more money than any other movie this year so um oh and i saw that shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah you did you did um oh boy but we do have some exciting things planned in 2019 um yeah. We are going to try to get some guests on. We're going to 
inside info. We're gonna try to try to get Kitman. Just throw that out there. Yeah. He uh he's been talking with Dan. Wish wish Dan a happy birthday. Shout out to Kitman for DMing Dan to wish him a happy birthday. Big deal. I felt so honored. I felt a little uh I was like, whoo, I'm starstruck getting the vapors over here. <laughs> but he, uh, I guess he told you that he'd be down to come on the pod, right? Yeah, how fun would that be? What if, uh, you know, think about this, guys. So many podcasts do interviews with players. Like, that's been done. Like, what about some behind-the-scenes stuff? Like, talking to Kitman or talking to the the gal who runs the social media channels. Um, you know, a little behind-the-scenes stuff. And they work directly with the players, so they probably got some fun stories and everything. I don't know. A lot of different things planned. Maybe we'll get some players too, but I think uh, this is kind of a cool outside-the-box approach to things. Yeah, maybe we'll talk to the usher at Children's Mercy Park who's been working there since it opened and at the same section the entire time and knows all his people who are there. Maybe Maybe I'll have my season ticket rep on. I don't know. It'd be cool. If you guys have suggestions, obviously we know the players. We've we got a lot of tweets of people asking like, hey, have you ever thought about having players on? Yes, we have. We, we've been working yeah, out the, log- the logistics of that. But if you guys have any like cool, unique ideas of people you want to hear, by all means, shout us out. Let us know. Um, heck, maybe we'll try to get Nate or Maddie Lawrence on. I don't know. Um, yes, that'd be a great idea. Yeah, but hey, if you guys have ideas, maybe down. Let us know. I think so too. They're cool. Um, yeah. But anyway, thank you guys so much. All right, man. Make sure you uh, follow us at No Other Pod at Dan Kuzer, at JC Max. <clears throat> wow, excuse me, getting choked up. Um, <laughs> at JC Max because you're missing a week, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash No Other Pod. Shoot us an email, No Other Pod at Gmail dot com. Uh, ratings and reviews. Shout out to Radkey for letting us use their music, and. Uh, if you need a last-minute Christmas gift, it's probably going to be late. but Or Hanukkah gift, or Kwanzaa oh, yeah. gift, or Festivus gift, Go or New Year's up. gift. Hit up onthevolleyapparel.com. Promo code NOOTHERPOD. Three separate words. With uh, We'll get you 15% off. So, there you go, friends. It has there been it an is. honor. And we will be back. But until then, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Happy holidays, you filthy animals. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.